It's the Hawk and Tom Show on B93.7. Well, our group therapy this week is Ashley apparently got her parking spot stolen. Yep. Yeah. Lady had the blinker, or, or she had her blinker on. Lady just came right in and stole her parking spot. And apparently Cato did some research. Someone sent him some uh, legal stuff, and it was the person who was there first who had the right away. Okay. Oh, interesting. So that right turn crap was not the law. Well, other drivers well, do cause us a lot of fights and hand gestures. Right. Uh, but also there's some fights happening inside the car as well. You talking about me and my husband? It could be, yeah. Does he complain about your driving all the time well i think for a lot of times it has to do with the kids too well okay so main causes for fights in the car kids fighting in the back seat mm-hmm. yeah i've told you all before i'd love to have those lim- limousine uh windows partition just, it just comes right uh, up when the kids start fighting is it just kids in the back seat okay. <laughs> <laughs> or adults that have been drinking well you know oh, no. usually you're like on a road trip or somewhere yeah <laughs> and in the car too long. <laughs> All right. Driving too slowly is uh, also a cause, but also the number one thing was speeding. Really? Yeah. That <laughs> actually causes fights. Like uh, you got lead foot and okay. the other person doesn't like that. Uh, bad music selection is causing fights. Oh my. Bad parking was mentioned. You're driving around trying to get the perfect parking spot. Right. Uh, being too aggressive and tailgating. So those are the things that cause fights. There's something else that actually causes fights, and that's when the other person in the passenger seat is not relaxed. They are so nervous from the other person driving. My sister has gotten worse the older she gets. Yeah. And her and her husband go to uh, Nashville to visit uh, family at times, mm-hmm. and she, she has to take pills She's yeah. just getting to where I'm not even able to, to, to travel by car anymore. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, she gets so paranoid, and her husband is a slow driver. Oh, no. But, um, yeah, I mean, just everyone else on the road's gotten crazy. Yeah, I agree. But you know what, the, me, I mean, I've been driving all this time, and I don't know if it's any worse or not, but I live this long. I'm not going to suddenly start worrying about it now. But old people do. They start worrying more about dying than they did when they had 40 years left. But she doesn't have a problem when she's driving. Oh. It's when she's riding with I someone else that. driving, yes. <laughs> well, 53% of us always or often feel anxious about other people's driving when we're in the car. And anytime you go around curves and stuff like that, mm. it feels faster. Mm-hmm. Or the car feels faster when you're not the one, you know, pushing the gas. I had my friend who was driving me over the weekend pull over so I could get in the driver's seat. Wow. <laughs> I, was, I was getting scared with the driving, and I'm like, okay, I need to just take over this. I was on my way home, and I'm like, let's let me drive myself home. Yeah. Well. And then you can drive from my house to your house. 63% wow. of yes. people in relationships say it's their partner's driving that makes them nervous, and that's the person you think you can trust most. Yeah. Because Why would you're, you? You're riding with them most of the time. Yeah, but you don't know whether they're a good driver when you date them. Okay, when you date them, but there was one thing, but, I mean, you've been... Yeah, married for a while, you and you'd like to trust everything that about a person, but no, that doesn't mean you trust their driving skill. But I'm just saying, even Tori, I mean, they've been married for a while now, and he doesn't like it when Tori drives. Well, the problem is, I have a lead foot. I'm like NASCAR when oh, yeah. I drive, and she he does. is like driving Miss Daisy. Oh. So we are very different. <laughs> well, and here's the thing, Hawk. You act like that that's something, oh, well, they should trust each other before they get married. But NASCAR drivers get married all the time, and you can bet they don't feel good when their wife's driving. Well, we've talked to most NASCAR. <laughs> 
NASCAR Nas- drivers Nat here Kenseth's, on the Hawk and Tom show. He and said, I'm driving if I'm in a car. Most all of them say that they're yeah. the one that wants to drive, but they are professional drivers. If Let's say it's an Uber driver. Does he want a time off when he's r- riding with his significant other and say, hey, honey, you drive? Or is he used to driving so much? Well, we're talking about or whether you're scared with him or not. Sometimes they're going to be not as good as you. Well, what are some of the things that we're doing when we're in the passenger seat and we're not in agreement with the way the person's driving? Well, everyone uses that fake brake on the on the passenger side. They do use the fake brake. The old crap handle. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you hold up yes. like it's a subway or something. Yeah, my friends will see my hand yeah. go slowly up there to grab that handle. They're like, what are you doing? I'm like, nothing. We went to see the Maverick Top Gun, and driving home, my minivan turned into a jet engine for some reason. Yeah. And my mom, is, she's like sitting there, and she's like, where are those handles that yeah. you hold on to? <laughs> well, they are looking at the speedometer. The person in the passenger seat, yeah. I see how fast this is. And that gets on the other person's nerves. I saw that. I never look at the speedometer. I could care less how fast we're going. I'm more concerned about whether they're paying attention, if they're driving halfway in another lane. I'm not worried Honestly, about speed. I'm worried about their competence. How many times are you the passenger? Because I don't see you being the passenger. Occasionally, I'll let my wife drive, especially if, let's say, She's dropping me off to get my car or something. I just ride in the passenger seat until we get there. Well, what's a passenger doing while the other person's driving and they're in disagreement with the way they're driving? They clench. <laughs> I can taste leather. <laughs> I can, sometimes I've been with Tom and you couldn't drive a straight pin up my bottom. I was so scared. Because, Why would you? Yes. And right along that's praying. Okay. People did mention praying. Kato's ridden with me before. I prayed. I clenched. Yeah. I grabbed. They breathe deeply. <gasps> <laughs> Have you ever been riding with someone? You go, oh, yeah, oh, no, I'm like, what did I just scare you? It, yes, it, you did. Yeah, it, you do it on purpose just to make, just no, to freak them it's out. Not on purpose. That is funny though to go, oh, because my mom, she accidentally does it. Like she'll go, oh, and I'm like, when I push on the brake, and you know, everybody goes sliding. <laughs> I'm like, what, what? And she's like. I forgot to put milk on the grocery list. <laughs> There's nothing funny about that. No. That is not funny. And you know, the other day we were driving, and uh, my reflexes came out. I put my, the hand. I had my handbrake on because of the person, the passenger in the front seat. Yeah. And it wasn't my kid. It was my mom. <laughs> and boy, <laughs> manual. Seat I, I got oh. a handful. Oh my goodness. <laughs> oh, mama, I am sorry. Wow. Yeah, oh, you gotta dear. be careful if your granny's riding in the front seat. But that's automatic. Yeah. I have friends that'll do that I to me. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm in the passenger seat, and they'll. I'm like, thank you for protecting me. They'll put me. the hand down. Yeah. yeah. I do it with my takeout food if I hit the brakes too hard. <laughs> me my too, hands, Tori. My hand's already in the bag. I'm holding <laughs> on the bag. <laughs> it's the Hawk and Tom Show on B93.7. Kato, I may be able to help you out with something. What? You have a pretty bad gag reflex. Oh, yeah. I thought you were talking about my heart attack I've been having. And you also, uh, <laughs> sometimes you'll go out and party, and I think there's a lot of reasons to believe you could be nauseous from time to time. Uh, well, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I've got three tricks that you can use to keep yourself from throwing up. Oh. You know, I passed the, t- uh, the the times of doing that. I guess I've grown, grow, grew up enough. You've grown up. I've grown up <laughs> that I, I'm, uh, I'm immune to... 
You don't throw up anymore? No. Well, but not, you know not what? from drinking. Yeah, but if you will watch him when he's brushing his teeth, he's like, uh, okay. that's exactly <laughs> right. But yes, uh, I, do, I do. It's just the thought. I could yeah. be brushing my teeth and think about gagging, and mm-hmm. I start gagging. All right. Yeah. Well, they say there so. are three random tricks that can keep you from throwing up when you feel nauseated. Okay. Uh, usually, when you start to feel nauseated, things can go two ways. You either throw up or you don't. That mm-hmm. seems fairly logical. Yeah. But in many cases, you'd prefer not to. Uh-uh. So these are three hacks that have been on <laughs> viral on TikTok. <laughs> uh, and the doctors actually looked over these to see if they would actually help or not. Okay. Okay, smelling, rubbing alcohol. Oh, it's got to be rubbing. Yes. <laughs> that makes yeah. a difference. <laughs> Just the isopropyl ethanol in rubbing alcohol, which for some reason causes us to relieve nausea. Okay. I never oh. knew that, but what a great, easy way to possibly, you know, make yourself feel less nauseated. I agree. Plus, as my daughter confided some. in me the other day. She was like, Dad, is it weird that I secretly like the smell of alcohol and gasoline? And I'm like, no, honey, everyone does. They just don't admit it. Oh, I, I admit it. I don't like gasoline. Mm-mm. Oh, I think a lot of people do. Now, my own gas, I'm okay, but not that's gasoline. Sick. That's sick. I'll get $5 a day just so I can go by the gas station and pump. There do you guys really Yes. I'm weird. I'm not to the degree what Cato is, yeah. where he goes and gets a gallon a day. Yeah. But um, the, the joke there, because you said $5, and that's what it friggin' costs oh, now. Yeah. <laughs> I could not believe that. You're I right. get super. My car was 504 a gallon. Rubbing alcohol burns my nose, though. It's kind of like when well, you someone makes you laugh, and you're drinking a Coke, and it comes out your nose. That's the same feeling when I sniff alcohol. Okay, like well, that. you're not supposed to stick your nose in the bottle. Okay. I think you're just from a little little bit of a distance away. Hmm. All right, here's another trick that you can do to help get rid of nausea. Okay. Hold your tongue on the roof of your mouth mm-hmm. and press your thumb on the center of your forehead for 20 seconds. Okay, but we're that, all doing we're, that we're, now. We're all doing that, but we don't have to throw up. I'm like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel great. Okay, <laughs> it works. Now, here's why it works. Why? It can clear your sinuses and help relieve the nauseated feeling by clearing your sinuses. Where are we talking between the eyebrows? Where exactly your for forehead. the thumb? So it would be okay, up here, so but up. it doesn't. I don't think it matters that much as long as it's in that area. I saw a TikTok where a guy was like massaging all these areas, but it took way longer than that. But he said because you could hear him whistle when he was breathing through his nose, and mm-hmm. it, but it would go, <laughs> and then he did this little routine, kind of like what we're doing. And it stopped. You just reminded me to breathe. I was holding my breath the whole time. I almost didn't make it. Actually, it's when you take your thumb away that they all of a sudden just clear. It opens up. That is very weird, but Mm -hmm. it does do that. Mm. I got drainage now. Okay. And then finally, this one's hysterical. Hum. Mm. Believe it or not, humming can help you beat nausea. One doctor says... By controlling and regulating your breathing through humming, it helps you to relax. It's very difficult to gag and hum at the same time. As I'm saying all this, I am in astonishment at how much my sinuses are still clearing. I'm going to try to hum while I'm brushing my teeth. I think you should hum while you're sniffing alcohol and holding your thumb on your forehead and you're... It'd be hard with your and tongue on the roof of the mouth. Ha, ha, <laughs> you know what? I am not a hummer. I, I just I don't hum. I don't even whistle. But there's a lot of people in here in the studio that hums mm-hmm. and sings a lot. I sing mm-hmm. a lot. Yes. <laughs> uh, hum. Sometimes Tori also. When the songs. I was doing the Hummer time balloons. Blues. What? 
I don't know. What? My sinuses are very clear are right you now. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I think I did that one too long. <laughs> I do enjoy singing. I, I no, I'll, I'll bust in the song okay. in my car, shower, on the phone, mm-hmm. uh, when I'm babysitting. I sing to the kids. Mm-hmm. I, I, I enjoy singing. The reason it ties in, it makes us want to throw up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, wow. Me. Well, no. Oh, that was hard. <laughs> but, but honestly, is give it, him some rubbing alcohol. Sometimes, though, after you've had a big meal, all right, after you, don't you, there's times that you've thought about like sticking your finger down your throat and it makes you feel instantly better because you feel so miserable after that meal. Literally, mm. yesterday we went and got Mexican food and I was so miserable. I had to unbutton my pants before we even left the restaurant. I told you yesterday before I left, let me know when to go get tacos. It was a last minute thing next time, but he had tacos. You and me. We were going. Make me nauseous. <laughs> Are your pants buttoned right now? I don't know. Let me check. He's still full. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I suggest you try these. I had a pretty good time with that one. I'm still kind of buzzing a little. Oh. That okay. didn't do that to y'all sinuses. My sinuses feel like really open. No, maybe mine were already. Well, if anybody has to throw up, I'll hold your hair, okay? <laughs> <laughs> it's the Hawk and Tom Show on B93.7. Well, I tell you what, you see these big old burly beards all over the place now. Yeah. I go on TikTok and I see these guys with the Thor beards, you know, you see uh, in one of those Marvel movies. And it's taken them probably a year to grow that. Well, bad news for us, Tom. What's that? 38% of women say it's a turnoff if a man can't grow a beard. Well, I could grow one. I just choose not to. No, really. I'm going to see. <laughs> I'm going to try one now. Yeah. Don't push too hard. It takes me longer than that. Honestly, you really can't grow a beard. Neither can I. I, I, I mean, I've let mine grow before. You speak for yourself. It's, it's spotchy. <laughs> it is spotchy. Splotchy. Whatever. It's, ba- it's both. Okay. Well, yeah. let me write that down and send it into Webster so they can add it to the dictionary. Spotchy. Okay. Spotchy, you, it's splotchy. You, Tom, you can't even grow chest hair. You can grow nipple hair. I have hair. a ton of hair on my chest. Uh, it's um, around my nipples. Right. That's but, still <laughs> chest hair, is it not? Have you not? No. Um, Tori, is that chest hair? It's like, it makes me think of Austin Powers, how he had the, the patchy. <laughs> I'm sorry I asked. <laughs> yes. Kato, is that chest hair? Uh, I'd say that's nipple hair. Gosh. Okay. Anyway, you don't. You can't grow the best beard. You've even admitted that. I don't on the grow show. a great beard, but I can grow a beard. Okay. It's, it's like a goatee sort of a thing. <laughs> All right. That's a beard, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's not a yeah, neck beard. I can't. I, I might could grow a neck beard, but it would take a while. But I grow crap under here. Well, four out of five <laughs> women say that a beard needs to look groomed if you yes. are going to grow a beard. And not one of those where, you know, you got a patch of hair here and a patch there. I agree with here that. Here a patch, there a patch, everywhere <laughs> patch, patch. <laughs> but I don't know. Um, women seem like they go for it regardless, even when it is gross sometimes. No. It's I think women be... need to be more picky. <laughs> Kato, you can grow a beard, can't you? Uh, I mean, yeah, I don't uh-huh. try to, but I don't. I go, I'd shave once a week. Yeah. And wow. recently, I think I went two weeks without shaving. I came in here, remember? Yeah. <laughs> but I don't, I don't trim it or anything. I just it, wait till the day I get to shave it all off. Is it like a lumberjack or a fashionable Amish guy? <laughs> well, neither. <laughs> you made that up. I'm not a fashionable to, Amish guy. I never really go to that long. <laughs> Dude, I didn't even know you had come in. I didn't realize that was you. Yeah, Santa. Because it's gotten rare. <laughs> yeah. Because, uh, you know, well, my, my whole 
grandpa, dad, they're all prematurely gray. Oh, what do you man. think of like a guy, Tori, that has like the little peach fuzz or that can't really grow that full on beard that has a, you know, missing patches or that, you know, it comes all the way down to the chin yeah. and doesn't quite meet. It tries to. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to be mean, but I wouldn't. It's not my favorite. It just, just looks it looks unhealthy. Shave it. Just okay. Kato, yeah. I have a question about your premature graying. What? Is it everywhere? No. Okay. Okay, because that would be really Cause, weird. Because I get uh, color <laughs> in, <laughs> in other parts of my body, Tom. Wow. Thank you. No wonder it costs so much. <laughs> just for men. Oh, wow. <laughs> now we know why I said that. Susan doesn't do that, does she? Huh? <laughs> Talk about your hairdresser. Oh, no, you have to go to underground place for that part. I got you. Under. She, she does do the, my hair on my head. Uh, 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 uh. Well, where are we going with this? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I'm embarrassed. I will say this. If the beard is mature, it makes you look older, they say. If you have light stubble, they say you look three years older than you are. Okay. Uh, mustache makes you look five years older than you are. And a beard 10 years older than you are. But I disagree. I think some beards make guys look cooler. Uh, Maybe cooler, but not younger. I love when my husband has stubble, but when he shaves completely, I'm like, I feel like a cougar. I feel like he's way too young. He's a baby? Yeah. How much younger is he than you? He's older than me. Oh, really? But when he shaves, he looks like a baby. It makes me feel creepy. Well, facial hair can be um, unhygienic. Yeah, and like, the mustaches. I don't know. You kind of look perverted. <laughs> is it coming back? Because you see some of the celebrities growing a little mustache. You know, uh, it is coming back. You know what? My son is fourteen. He has friends that are fourteen who have more facial hair than I do. And see, at that age, <laughs> okay. I did have a mustache too. I'm like, those I, guys are rocking it. I am like, check out Juan. Carlos Valdez over here growing coffee in Colombia. It's it, because they eat all the chicken with steroids in it. Yeah. <laughs> well, now I know what I need. Yeah. 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 Anyway, uh, they say having facial hair can lead to more frequent skin infections and to germs being passed on to others. So if you're kissing yeah. that guy with a beard, he's passing on a couple of germs and maybe some meatloaf he had last night. Oh. <laughs> some extra crispy crust. Yeah. It only makes sense. You see him eating nachos and he got nachos stuck in their beard. Like, what happened nachos? Oh, I had that a couple nights ago. Like popcorn in your teeth. Oh, but man. I guess beards trap dirt and bacteria. You think? In, yeah, in the places. So comb your beards, fellas, if you do have them. But you have to think that beards were good for us because... You know, early on, exactly. I think people needed them. It kept stuff from getting into their mouth, and I don't know. Well, uh, and women, they say, they say, the sci- and this is I'm scientists. I'm sorry, but a woman with a beard is not like I know, that. I know. Scientists say that women <laughs> will flock to men with facial hair. Uh, bushy beards are a badge of dominance. Really? Grown, grown to show man's power. So back know. in the caveman days, that's what the woman was thinking. I don't know. When they're over there drinking their craft beer with their tight jeans on <laughs> i don't know yeah and they got beer foam all in their beard <laughs> but some women like that i have friends who have the bushy beards and okay, yeah. their wife now you like it yeah she no. said that's what i prefer him to have because uh-huh. he shaved it off one time he looked so young uh-huh. yeah. yeah and uh but yeah she said she'd rather him have the the big bushy beard they shave off the beard and it's just bright white underneath from where it has yeah. a yeah. sun <laughs> in years <laughs> okay well, good news for us, Tom. Well, which part? I'm just saying we won't have beards anytime soon. Just keep shaving <laughs> off that little fuzz. I thought you just said that women liked it, though. You said women liked a man with a beard. I know, but the unhygienic part. Oh, and all the other so stuff. that's what yeah. we're going to go with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. We're so glad.
Right. Women don't think we're masculine and macho, but at least we don't get some dust in our beard. They never did. <laughs> <laughs> Look at you. I know. <laughs> it's the Hawk and Tom Show on B93.7. You know, a lot of parents are going to relate to what I'm about to discuss. And this is going to be a little bit more serious, maybe. I mean, we might be funny. I don't know. Probably uh, not. <laughs> <laughs> Hadn't been any other time this morning. Summer <laughs> is a hard time for parents because kids are out of school. And yep. who's going to watch the kids? Because a lot of the parents, have both of them have to work during mm-hmm. the day. So we're trying to figure out how to you know, find somebody for the kids. At what age is it appropriate to leave a child home alone? You know, I've looked into this, and I, there's no, I don't think there's a law in South Carolina that specifically says, but there's some guidelines. Well, in different states, they do have different rules yeah. and guidelines about it. Are the locks on the inside or out? I mean, can you lock them in? <laughs> lock them in. Yes, yeah. that's any age. <laughs> yes, right. Yes, on both of those questions. But I want to yeah. say we... I looked it up one time for some reason, and I, for some reason I want to say it's really young in South Carolina. I, I almost thought we didn't have them. There were just suggestions. Well, okay. here's what the, they found out. So they asked people this question, and at what age is it appropriate to leave the child home alone? Eight to ten years old, seven percent of the people said eight to ten. And That's I'm not like, very many people. No, not at all. And, and to be honest, I think it's going to depend on the kid because some kids might be ready then, but most aren't. South Carolina says there is no minimum. That's yeah. what I thought. I it's just that. a suggestion. Wow. Yeehaw! <laughs> now, some, Y'all kids be all right. I put some food out for you. Okay? Change your own diapers. In a bowl. <laughs> so uh, 8 to 10, uh, 7% said that. 49% of the parents wow. said 11 to 13 Kansas is six years old. Wow. You can leave my home alone at six? I could never do that. All right, so so what, 49% said what? That, that's the top answer. 11 what? to 13, you can leave a child home alone. Well, that's a pretty big spread. 11 and 13 are way I apart. agree. I agree, but that's the way they did this survey. But it could also depend, like, if you got a 13-year-old with an 11-year-old, that might be okay. Man, I want to get to that in just a second. 14 to 16 age was 33% of the parents said that's appropriate time to leave kids home alone. Okay, see, I would, I guess the way they did it was you had to pick one, but I would think almost mm-hmm. everyone would be okay by that point. Mm-hmm. Well, so 10, I'm guessing what they're saying is the people that said 11 to 13 are also going to be added to that one because yeah, they would have obviously been okay with this. And then 16 plus, 10% said 16 plus. So, no. so, but they really, what they mean there is about 76 said 16 plus. Mm, mm. Because anyone who thought they were okay at, right, at 11 yeah, yeah. probably thought they were okay at exactly. 16. Exactly, yeah. So what you're saying is that it starts to be most people in the 11 to 13. 11 to 13. But then, you know, once you get to 14, it's really pretty much everyone. I've had a lot of conversations about this with parents that I know, you know, because they're wondering right now, you know, can I leave my kid at home alone? How about with a sibling? They ask that question. How old a kid has to be before it's safe to let the, their uh, brother or sister be a babysitter? I believe the answer here depends on whether they get along with each other yes. and the maturity <laughs> of the older one. I couldn't leave my kids home alone for nothing, man. They fight all the time. But of course, I have two boys. So I, I guess that's expected. Yeah, my sister used me as like a crash test dummy. So absolutely not staying home with her. Yeah, and but now when I was younger, I mean, we would stay like I'd be home alone at night. Sometimes my mom she sold home interior. I don't know if you know what that is, but you dress your house up so she'd be gone. Dad was out, you know, and he was doing whatever. So we would be there at at night alone, and we'd play hide-and-go-seek in the house and turn all the lights off and stuff like that. Mm, so, wow, <laughs> we got crazy. Your parents did not love you. 
I know I was 11 when my brother was born, so mm-hmm. I was probably babysitting him home alone at 12. Well, 12 years old was the most popular answer to have like uh, a, 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 a kid watch his brother or sister. Yeah. So you got to be 12 at least. Uh, and about around one in three people think they should be even older than that before they watch. You know, I kind of feel good that we don't have an age. I feel like the government gets too involved in people's parenting. Um, yes. Now, I do understand there's people who are going to slip through the cracks and you're going to have people leaving little three-year-olds alone, and that's a problem. You count on common sense, but it's not always there. Oh, there's yeah. no common But the sense. problem <laughs> with making a specific number is that every kid is different. There are some kids who at nine years old are just fine, and there's some kids at 14 who should not be left alone. Well, my neighbor, a lot of times uh, I've stopped by the neighbor's house, and there's no parent at home, and he, do- he doesn't let his kids answer the door at all, mm-hmm. even if I know they're in there. Nobody's like, here. I, I, I see you. <laughs> but here's the thing. You can yeah. now have those doorbells where sure. you look like you're there. Yeah, but, like, hey, I'm I'm not coming down from upstairs right now. I'm in the bedroom, but leave the package. I know it's highly unlikely, but they, don't you fear like someone comes stealing your kids when, when no. they're when they're real young? Like, the, well, you're probably right. <laughs> Mine are rowdy. Though. I, I'm leave the door leave, unlocked. I'm gonna leave them alone. <laughs> they give them back. <laughs> I don't want those two. I think the people that are afraid of that are not applying statistics properly. It's kind of like if you have a large group of wildebeest by the watering hole in Africa. And there's a lion walking around on the outside. They don't all freak out because they know it's only going to get one of them. Yeah, but and all you, they got to do is make sure it's not them. But you see the Amber Alerts all the time. They're yeah. out there. Do you know how many Amber Alerts are the other fa- the father or the mother stealing their kid back? Yeah. I do know this, that uh, it should have been effective for Johnny Depp. The Amber Alert? Yeah. Yeah, he didn't get his warning. He, he, he did not, did he? <laughs> <laughs> But for what it's worth, most of the advice from the professionals, the experts, say that 12 is the age that most kids are old enough to babysit a brother or sister. Obviously, they said they were talking about short amounts of time and not an overnight stay somewhere. Well, and 12 is kind of a universal religious turning point for a lot of people. It's it's kind of a coming-of-age point where we generally assume turning 12 to 13 is that change into almost being more of an adult. Not a full adult, but... That step, that's a big step. Well, the Jewish culture has the bar mitzvahs and the right, bat Right, exactly. So, you know, 13, things start to change. Wow, they had a bar at 12? <laughs> no. Yeah, they had a drink earlier than we did. <laughs> no. He's switching I religions. Been, I should have been Jewish. <laughs> okay, so hopefully I've been helpful. I've had so many parents ask me, hey, are you leaving your kids at home alone? I said, no. <laughs> they're they're well, duct taped. Yeah, yeah I, wouldn't, I wouldn't tell anyone they were. Then they might get condemned. <laughs> My mind does not stay at home and alone at all. Yeah. I don't trust. Well, your your mom lives with you, and, and but and I don't trust my uh, youngest with my oldest. Right, like, he's the bad one. Right, <laughs> there's twenty year olds in my family. I don't trust staying home alone. <laughs> <laughs> really, I'm like, yeah. and I'll tell you another thing, babysitters. You got to be careful of that. I true. learned some of the my dating stuff from my babysitter. Oh, that's true. She would have her boyfriend come over. My brother and I would <laughs> we would tell her we wouldn't tell Oof. our parents if we could watch. <laughs> so I learned how to French kiss. You are man, you got. Uh, you need a therapist. No, no yeah. I'm way past that. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, he's way past. Thank you. Uh, All right. I need two or three at one time. So obviously you want to uh, uh, interview your babysitters. Yeah, my sure wife won't let me pick them. Because she says, I've already done a bad job of picking them. Just make sure they can handle Michael Myers, because I've seen all the babysitter stories. <laughs> Boy, Michael Myers shows up. <laughs> it is nice. I know. Uh. It's the Hawk and Tom Show on B93.7.